I would offload Stan in a heartbeat. Let's talk about that trade. The Stan situation. Stan, you wait, hold on. That just registered in a heartbeat. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's break this down. You're a dumbass. All right, we will break down that horrible take a little later this episode. We got a lot to talk about. Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 76. We took a little break because obviously nobody gave a shit about baseball or the Yankees for that matter for the last couple of weeks. So we care now. It's all over. We're back. We're going to talk about the Lindor trade, Damon's horrible take about getting rid of Sen, or good take, depending on how you look at it. A little bit of DJ updates and a lot of other stuff. Stay tuned. Let's break it down right here on 161st Street. All right. So, first of all, can I just say I like the uh, bringing it, or breaking it down here at 161st Street. Keep that up. Yeah, I've never said that before. It flowed really nice. Took 76 episodes to get that going, but I think that's our trademark. I really like that. Okay. Chandler, Market eight. Just witness his history. Market eight, dude. Market eight. Well, Murphy's back. He took a little hey. hiatus. Working man, Murphy. How you been, Murphy? I miss Not you. Bad. Not bad. You look like more mature for some reason. Like yeah, I don't know. Your, Something your happened. Beard is looking nice and clean. Got the, I got a haircut. The dad hat. Yeah. Yeah, I can't uh, tell you wearing a hat. Beard and everything. Anywho, I'm done talking to you. So, we got a bad DJ update. So apparently, Chandler, want to break the news for him? I don't know much. I'm just going based off a screenshot that my friend sent me, but. Uh... Uh, the New York Post, Yankees could lose DJ LeMahieu to the Mets or the Red Sox in free agency. <laughs> that now, is that's totally speculation, but... Breaking still- inside information, we have a source, and that's not good. That's not good at all, because you know what? He started out with him most likely denying the qualifying offer of $18.9 million for a year, which we expected him to do. No one expected him to accept that, aside from Cortman. Uh, I don't know why. And he said, why are you always so negative? Because I said he wasn't going to accept it, which he won't, because he came off a potentially MVP year, and he's not going to take a one-year deal for something that he's not even worth. If he's going to take a one-year deal, it's going to take something like what Bauer's going to get if he's going to continue to do that one-year thing like he said yeah. he was going to. He's going to get high AAV, and he's, he'll get like $30 million if it's a one-year deal. So especially, he wasn't going to accept it before the MVP decision is made, because that adds value to him. I mean, you get what you're, you know what you're getting out of DJ, no matter what the decision is, whether he won or not. But if he does win MVP, you better believe he's going to ask for more than he was if he didn't. So that makes sense for him as to why he would wait until that decision has been made. And when mm-hmm. is that? When is that being announced? Uh, right before uh, the yeah. MVP is announced, he announces whether he's taking the offer or not. Like oh, a day or two before, he's going to announce it after. Hmm? When is the MVP announced? I'm pretty sure the MVP is announced tomorrow. Yeah, the Rookie of the Year was just announced like a couple. So hours Murph is ago. wrong as per usual. So he's going to wait until whoa, after. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's going to wait until after the MVP is announced, and then he's going to make his decision whether he's going to accept or deny. He was going to deny it anyway, but now he has. If he wins, but he has grounds think, for a contract. Do you think that really makes that big of a difference yes. with his contract? Absolutely. I do not. You don't, dude. I don't. Wednesday to decide. They know. 
they, his value is not changing. I think he was clearly the MVP of the Yankees. He's going to be the MVP. He's a MVP candidate for the whole league. He's winning every award left and right. He's, he's been winning awards I've never even heard of. What? What haven't you heard? Silver Slugger? I don't know. <laughs> no, he won like... that I hadn't heard of. He won like the BBCR... That's a bat. BB Core. BB Core award. He won some random ass award I've never heard of. Those are the bats um, we used when yeah, BSR BB got... got uh, yeah. We weren't allowed to do those because too many kids were getting <laughs> hit. I think that award was like a New York player of the year, though. I don't know yeah. if that was just a baseball but exactly, he's like he's just winning every award possible, and I don't think that winning obviously the MVP helps, but I don't think I know what you're saying. I don't I, think I that understand. really raises his value that much more. Everyone knows what he's capable of. Whether he, he comes in second two years in a row, fourth and then second this year, I still think that's consistent dominance, and I agree. I don't think it adds too much. I do think he's not accepting that deal, regardless of whether he wins it or not, because he's yeah, he's, he's worth way so more than that. More. And he, coming, I mean, just. From a perspective of like, put yourself in his shoes. You just came off another perennial MVP year. I'm not taking a one year deal. You're you're getting up there in age, not too up there. He's like 32, right? Yeah, but, but this is this is. I'm saying literally- before I forget this. I'm just saying he is coming off a year where he had another extremely productive year. You want to lock in a longer term contract now rather than get a one year this year and then potentially get hurt for the next year for the entire time. Yeah, then, I mean, and you can't get an extension. So the, the stars aligned for him this offseason because he had MVP year and it's a contract year. And he's getting up in age. To, he's getting up in age in the sense of this is probably his last year to get a long term deal. Like yeah. if he, if his contract, ah. and I'm saying, I'm saying the stars are aligning in the way where. Let's say two more years down the road, his contract was ending. Then it'd be a different, different story. But he's still in that he's still in that age range where he can get a long term deal. And it's coming off a phenomenal year, maybe his best year ever. And like the stars are just aligning. Either that's, way, that's all either way. Long story short, we expect him to decline that for a number of reasons. If he wins MVP, that's sick. I think he actually has a chance. At first, I didn't think he had a chance, but then the odds came out, and he's got the same odds as Jose Abreu. I do think Abreu is going to get it. But, yeah, I mean, the off. fact that he's been up there consistently dominating last year and this year, that's just awesome. And I don't know how you can't break the bank for a guy like that. And it makes me sad that that's like it, he hasn't been extended already. He, I wanted him to be extended during the year last year. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen. Just doesn't things don't operate that way. But I mean, how do you not if you don't get this guy? I don't know how you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, this was a successful offseason. Yeah. Because even if we get, I mean, that we were going to talk about Lindor too and not getting DJ LeMayhew, I'm talking about getting both of them. Me getting Lindor, I want to get him. That doesn't mean that we can't have both. I really want to have both, and I think we can have both. If we don't get DJ back, then we need to get Lindor. Like, it's yeah. not even a want at that point. It's not a luxury. Then we actually, it's a need. And then at that point, you're losing DJ and you're getting Lindor to fill a void and you're also selling off assets to get him. So it's not like you retained DJ and got him and added it. It was great. And now you're like the front runners in front of the, the Dodgers, whatever. Like, yeah, you're, you, you're probably you trading guys like Voigt and like future prospects. Maybe a Clint, who knows? We'll talk into our potential trade trades that we would offer but i mean you're in a bad bad spot if you don't lock up dj for the next couple of years and the, like he decides how this offseason goes dj yeah. alone and you, how we I treat him agree with you. 
Yeah. And as you were mentioning earlier with the MVP thing, I don't care if he gets MVP or not. It doesn't negate what numbers he put up last year. If he wins or if he comes in seconds, he still put up the exact same numbers. So we got to look at that when we're going into the offseason. So we got to go after him as if he is the reigning MVP, even if he does lose. And I think that re-signing DJ LeMahieu should be more of a priority personally than signing Lindor. And if I have to pick one over the other, I'm picking taking DJ back over trading for Lindor. DJ mm-hmm. walks and goes to the Mets or the Red Sox or the Blue Jays or whoever else, the Dodgers, hope not. Um, then that's a different story. But Yeah, you need I, to I, have I yeah. think you need to pretty much give DJ a blank check like we've been saying for months. You need to if you're if you're getting rid of LeMayhu, you need to sign a superstar infielder and Lindor is right there. I don't, I don't want there. that to happen. Like, I know, why I know. Is this happening? Why is this not even like here, who DJ, knows? Take who knows? Everything maybe we they have like that. Maybe they have some sort of plan where they're just like, yeah, we'll sign them soon. But it's fucking killing me inside not to know that. And well, it's just uh, I don't there's know. a process to this thing. I, I know. Was, yeah, I know there's a process. It wouldn't be done today. You were gonna probably give the qualifying offer first to see if he bites. He's not gonna do it. It's just like the step by step process they were gonna go through. So yeah. it's not like we're losing him by any means. And I mean, just to play devil's advocate here, I know it sounds annoying. They're like, oh. The Red Sox and the Mets are interested and all that. Obviously, they're interested. Everybody's interested in DJ. It's yeah. whether or not we can, we're going to put him on the market. And I don't think Cashman is dumb enough and Hal is dumb enough to let a guy like that walk when he's top five in MVP, top three in MVP in two years in a row. Especially when you've got a team that's as strikeout or home run as they are. Like He is the opposite of what this team is and what we've been struggling with. He has done everything you've ever asked him to do, played every position. If we don't sign DJ LeMahieu, I don't think Cashman has a job. I think that is a, a utterly, like, you can, that is inexplicable if that happens. I yeah. think the one thing I'm a little bit worried about is the Mets because they have new ownership, Steve Cohen, who's got, you know, deep, deep pockets and he wants to come in clearly and make a splash. He fired the whole front office. So, like, it makes sense that they're going to probably try to put something crazy on the table for DJ that might kind of tempt him or at least drive up the price that we're going to have to pay him to keep him, which probably, or, um, like, sorry, I'm blanking on the word, scares me a little bit, uh, especially because you know, he can move Cano to the DH spot and have uh, DJ play second. So, like, it makes a little too much sense for the Mets right now that I really do think they actually might go out and give him a pretty competitive offer that's going to drive up the price, but I still think it's worth you know, paying whatever they bid the price up to him, barring something absolutely ridiculous. I think it's funny that Mets fans think that, I mean, yes, it's big that they got this owner, and I know they'll be able to spend money allegedly, and this owner's filthy rich, and that doesn't necessarily mean a lot of things. That means he's got a lot of money. It doesn't mean he's going to spend it. Or, I mean, we have a lot of money. Are we spending it? We're apparently going to lose DJ, according to whatever article that was. But I just find it funny that Mets fans think that all of a sudden, like, they're they're amazing. They're World Series champs. They're gonna. They, a Mets fan that I'm friends with thinks he's getting JT Romuto, DJ LeMahieu, Lindor, and Springer Bauer. too, and and Bauer. Like, they, he thinks like he's getting every one of them. I'm like, who do you think you are? Like this guy isn't like he doesn't shit gold. He's not. And, he, and if he did, he's not. He's not. If he did shit gold, he's not giving so, it away like that. He's gonna he keep it. Gold, who the fuck wants to play for the Mets? That Here's too. That always want to go play for the Mets. I wouldn't want to play for the fucking Mets. And honestly, maybe this guy does change a few things. And I, I get that. Like, he's better than who they have before the Wilpons. 
anything's better than the Wilpons, I guess. That's what they've been talking about. But I, I just find it funny. They think they're just going to be great again. So, honestly, it makes me happy that they think that because they're just going to be sad again when they miss the playoffs. Well, I think they're going to miss spending their money trying to make too big of a splash. And that's kind of what I was alluding to is that yeah. they're going to – I'm worried that they're going to offer DJ some crazy amount of money that he's going to be stupid not to take and that we're, yeah. that we would be stupid to match. Yeah, I can see and that. it would not work out for them, but it would certainly hurt us too, which is, that's the only thing I'm worried about. Like give him, give him like a stand type contract back to New York. I think we're the clear favorites, but that little idea worries me. I mean, listen, well, if, if they give him article that we were talking about, it offered a projected that DJ would get four years, 88 million, which I think is very reasonable. And I think that that is, I mean, if you can do that, you go out and you do it tomorrow. Yeah, if, tomorrow. That's contract, right if that's the contract, if that's the contract, you get him tomorrow. If it's something like, I mean, the man's 32. If you give him like a Garrett Cole type contract, like something silly like that, like, I guess that, that's what you were saying, Murph. Then I yeah. don't want it. That I don't want DJ because then that's just a fucking dumb mistake. Yeah, we already have enough contracts like that. I'm thinking exactly what you said, like four years, three years, eighty-eight million, around a hundred million, depending on the years. That is, if it's anything, I'm, I'm planning on I'm planning on building a team to win next year and the year after that. And, and DJ Lemayhew is on that list on that roster. And if, if DJ and is not on a, this team, we're fucked. For yes, and I don't give I don't give a fuck what else this is like a ignorant fan talking who has no idea how much money they're spending but i don't care how much it costs you need to win in the next year year or two or else you're wasting so many great talents and dj mayhew ties his whole entire team together literally his whole team together he ties it he ties it he is the contact hitter he is the presence in the field he can play anywhere he can do anything and he's mixed into a lineup that is filled with power hitting guys who do the same thing over and over again. So he is a key piece in this lineup. We will need to win the next two years and he's in that, in that yeah. roster spot. And like you said, there's, there's a very small window. It's not as big as everybody thinks it is. I mean, the Yankees, yes, we make the playoffs a lot more often than other teams. We do have a lot of money, but this specific team has a, a not have like a five year window. It's like two or three more years of legit chances to make yeah. the world series, win the world series and stop losing in the ALCS. And I've said this before. I don't know how Hal and, and Cash can look at themselves in the, in the mirror and be like, fuck it, let's just run it back. Like, yeah. I think something needs to change this offseason. And I think, obviously, COVID, they, they're going to use that as an excuse, but every other team is dealing with that, like I've been saying. So I think you got to do that. you got to be the Yankees. you got to pony up. You're going to make the money back next year or the year after that. It doesn't fucking matter. you got to have some kind of like savings fund. Start like, GoFundMe. I'll like, throw 10 bucks to the contract. No, you have the money. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Like I'm just saying the window is closing, and we can't just sit around and say run it yeah. back. I really want to blow things up for in a good way, not like blow it up, like rebuild. I want to blow it up and make something happen right now, which brings me into the conversation of the Lindor trades. So I'll start us off with the Lindor trade. We put up the polls to see what you guys would be willing to give up for Lindor. Obviously, this is dependent on the LeMayhew situation, but let's just assume that we're going to re-sign LeMayhew, and this is an addition, not like a replacement of, of DJ. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, if let's say, before I go on, if we don't get DJ, then, we, then I fully expect us to overpay because we're desperate. And other teams will ask for more because they know we're desperate. That's how trades work, and that's usually how trades work just with the Yankees overall. So with that being said, assuming we have DJ, I would be willing to give up. The main person that I actually kind of want to give up 
nothing against the guy. I know you guys have shit on me before because he proved me wrong. Luke Voigt is coming off a very, very, very good year, his best year ever. Luke Voigt, can't say enough about the guy. He was one of the, he was, Damon thought he was a team MVP. It was definitely up there with DJ. I'd give it to DJ, but he's up there for sure. And he's been the spine of this team for the last two years, playing through injury, everything under the sun. Can't say enough about the guy, but when you have a guy who is playing at a high level as he was at the end of the year for the whole year, led the league in home runs, I mean, that's just a basic sell-high situation. Yeah. And and you're also going for a guy like Lindor, who's coming off a bad season, which is a buy-low situation. So I think the cards align very nicely to trade a guy like Voigt for a value in Lindor. I think mm-hmm. you have to give up a little more also on our end. So I'd give probably like like a Florio or something. I don't see him having any role on this team going forward. He's good, but like really what role does he have? We have Clint. We have the Martian coming up. Like where does Florio fit in? I don't think he does unless Judge becomes a DH forever, which some people are assuming he might in the coming years. But I don't think Florio has any value for this team on our, our field, one through nine. So package him up in a trade. And I'd also... Maybe like my my trade that I'm gonna I'm gonna offer to you guys is Voigt, Florial, and Schmidt for Lindor, and maybe they throw in like another reliever too, just because. I think I would accept that. I think they would accept that. What do you guys think? Um, I don't, I, I don't think they would. Yeah, I no. I agree that I agree that I think Voigt should be. In my in my proposed trade, I agree that Voigt should be the main point of of the trade, um, for all the reasons you said. High high value right now is never going to be higher, and again, like Lindor's stock, you know, he's a phenomenal player. Everybody knows that he's coming off a uh, below average year. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're kind of giving up a franchise guy for Luke Voigt, who, you know. He had a good year, but is that just a fluke? Like it's it's not like a proven thing. I think we should use how deceptive you know? deceptive this year is to use that value that was built up because it's only sixty games, so you never know. Like, does the MVP count? No. Like all this stuff, it's deceptive how well he did, and who knows? Maybe in one sixty two he would have fallen off a little, and then he doesn't have this trade value. I think you sell off now, and you're getting Lindor, who slumped for sixty games, like. That you're never going to buy Lindor at a lower price than it is right now. And they don't even want him. They want to trade him. So, I yeah, mean, but I think they, they but what are, what are their needs, silent. though? What are, what are the Cleveland Indians' needs? Like, do they need a first baseman? Would that provide value to their team? I don't, I don't even Santana, know. But, Santana, they have yeah. DH. They can have a DH now. They always yeah, could have a DH. Free ages, I'm pretty sure. Santana is? I think so. Okay, there you go. Void. Yeah, who wouldn't want a guy like Schmidt too, and a, a nice prospect, an outfield prospect? I mean, I, I really I think, think this value is higher than Voice. Who? Schmidt. Higher than Voice. Team like Cleveland when they're getting rid of their franchise piece. You know, Voice pushing thirty off a of career year, but why? Know, why is that? Really why do they at. not want MLB ready talent? With injury and also, so he, he didn't even. You know, he didn't really become anything until the last year or two. So, I mean, you're taking a risk on a guy like that. And he's been hurt two of the three years he's been with the Yankees. So. Another reason why I think we should get rid of him because his, his stock is high. I know maybe they don't accept it because of that. So, I'd be willing to give up a little more because I really think that we should go after a guy like Lindor. A lot of it 
is dependent on it's like a Mookie Betts situation. Can we lock him up after we get him? Because it is a one year deal that we get him for. Like Murph said, we don't know how long the season's going to be. Hope we're expecting 162, but you never know with the situation. Look what they gave up for Mookie. Not yeah. much. Like not that much at all, which is. But it's the Yankees, you know. I, I don't know if we're yeah. going to get as good of a deal. It's the as Dodgers, they got though. The Dodgers also get that same treatment. Not, yeah, not as much. Truth That's why I don't. Like, I, I don't we think it's that a much. Cheater downs type and a uh, Alex Verdugo type. I'd take it. Yeah, I'd give that up. But exactly. I, I also feel like I also think that if we sign Lemayhu back, I don't really see a fit for Lindor on the team. I do. Well, if you're I'm trading, if you're trading Voigt, you shift DJ over to first. You put Glaber back at second. Lindor plays shortstop. Gio is playing third. That's a fantastic infield if I've ever seen one fielding wise. That Gio should have won the Gold Glove, didn't win the Gold Glove, got robbed by whoever that guy is. I've never heard of him in my life. The the Rangers third baseman. What was his name? I already forget. Doesn't matter. I already, I already forget. forget. He's useless. But you got Gio at third, Gold Glover. Lindor actually won the Gold Glove at shortstop this year. Great. Glaber, going to improve, was better at second, so you move him back to second. I'm done with the shortstop thing if we get Lindor. DJ is playing first, and you move Voigt, and then that's that. You know, but Maybe do you, you don't even have to move Voigt, and Voigt can DH, and you possibly trade Stanton. I know people want that thrown into the trade, too. I don't want to do it, but why don't we do a little thing here? I'll throw names out of who to include in the trade, and you say whether you'd be willing to give them up or not. Clint Frazier. No. Yes. Yes. Absolutely not. No. Well, here's the thing. Here's the problem with this. Like, yeah, I, I'm in what package? package. I know. It just depends how much of the package. Okay, you know? so why don't we do this? But not untouchable. Yeah. Not That's, not untouchable, but he's he's very close to my do not touch him. Well, with what a six if you get pole. rid of a guy? What if you get rid of Clint Frazier and then you open up the hole to sign Michael Brantley, somebody that can actually get on base and not strike out? And lefty. See, now we're talking changes to this team. This is what I want. I want to, like, but I think you're still. I, wanna... I think we're still focusing on the wrong part. Like, like I don't. I don't think the outfield is the issue. I think that we have a solid outfield, and we have solid backup outfielders. And the issue I see right now is we need another solid infielder. And that, inf- like, again, if we re-sign DJ Mayhew and we don't get Lindor, we absolutely need a strong backup infielder who can who can come in. <laughs> we fit. are fucked. Who is if we don't not... get DJ and don't get Lindor, we are fucked. No, like, I don't care. We could get like a fucking, like we could get like DD, for example. I'm, I'm not saying we're going to get DD, but I'm just throwing the name out there. Like we need another infielder who can play besides Tyler Wade. Because... I was saying trade for Whit Merrifield. Yeah, that's another utility but that's guy. That's like, like worst case scenario. That's somebody that maybe we could give Voight. But up for. I really don't want. I don't want to like focus on getting rid of all these guys because we clearly need pitching, and then we clearly need another infielder who can be reliable. Well, that's why I was saying, like, we're not. I'm not trying to blow up for a rebuild. I've said that already. But I am so willing to get rid of, like, trim the fat, and trim the dead weight, the, the weight that gets injured all the time. And I'm a big Stanton guy. But if we can offload him for the right price, I've seen dumb trades like that one I saw with the 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 Cubs page. It wasn't a valid source; it was just a Cubs. I would fan offload Stan in a heartbeat. Let's talk about that trade, the Stan situation. Stan, you wait, hold on, that just registered in a heartbeat. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's break this down. You're a dumbass because no, you. This is the only 
only guy that did anything in the playoffs. You're gonna just heartbeat. Only guy. Okay, so hold on. That trade that we saw from the Cubs, that like apparently some Cubs fan page with ten thousand followers, just just said they have a source and like they've been seeing that Stan rumors that was for Stanton and we would get you Darvish. Uh, Jason Hayward and Craig Kimbrell. You take that. No, I'm not saying just dump him for nobody. I'm saying... For Would you the... take that? No. I mean, that's stupid. So but I'm I saying, said yes like, at first, and then I realized that apparently to pay all three of those guys, we'd actually more be than paying Stanton. more per year yeah. than we'd be paying Stanton. So that made me kind of rethink it, but... But also, all those guys like, are getting I, worse. I wouldn't be yeah, Let's mad. take three dead contracts and yeah. just in exchange for one. But like, I'm saying, like, Stan is... I, I'm not saying that just throw him away. I'm saying... He is somebody who, if the right trade, I would not be upset if he left. We need a starting right pitcher. We need a reliever. And Hayward's pretty serviceable in the outfield. Serviceable. No. I just, I, I genuinely. Kimball sucks. Kimball does is coming suck. off one good year again, small sample size. And I, 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 also don't, just, I don't I'm also think Hayward's really, good. Hayward's uh, not a good hitter. I also just really, really, really against Stanton clogging up the DH spot with the way that Boone likes to move his lineup around. I, I do not think that's going to be good because his whole method to winning games is moving guys around, giving people breaks, doing all this other kind of stuff, keep them healthy. And without that DH spot to give Aaron Judge a day off, give anyone else a day off, kind of switch out the Listen, lineup. I agree. I agree. D- I know Stan he's, is just clogging that spot. I know he's... I wouldn't say clogging because he, he played fantastic, but I do For agree. For like two games, they got hurt again. Well, no, he he absolutely tore it apart in the playoffs. If he's healthy, which is always the question, the if he's healthy thing, yes, he's awesome. Been, so, been... <laughs> and I'm I'm down to trade him for the right price. Lindor stands straight up. Who's, who's saying no? Who's saying yes? Go. Straight up, I would take that trade on fucking heartbeat. I don't think they do because they are inherently. You didn't ask me if contract. I think they do. You asked if think I do. Well, I said who accepts, who, who denies. Who I says no. It'd be a no brainer. I think we're wasting our time. Without. Yeah, no brainer. That's stupid. Like, we're. Yeah, like, I don't think. Don't, I don't think Stan's trade value is that high either right now. I don't, I don't think a lot of teams would want him. No, because his contract's enormous. Well, that too, and he's he, he cannot play the field. I don't think, yeah, that, I think he's a difficult one to trade because, like you said, Dan, a lot of, not a lot of people will get him. But if that Cubs deal actually is something they're offering, I think that's something that we should look at. And, like, that's the kind of thing where, like, I would trust Cashman more than I would trust what I wanted. You know, I don't really know what to make of that trade. Um, yeah. But if Cashman accepted it, I think he'd be happy with it. And if he declined it, I think I'd have faith in him. Like, listen, if we're, if we're looking at who we're getting rid of and then how we're replacing that asset – if we're getting rid of Stan, we really just we need to get a strong power bat. That's we have. That. That's what we need. Why well, no, no? Why do we need that? Yeah, we've we got a few. That. Yeah, we've got I, a few uh, though. No, so I, what? So what's the? We don't need to replace him. We have that, and that's exactly what cool. I was saying. That may be a situation where we get a Brantley or something, and I'd be very happy to get Brantley because that is another DJ type player, and he's probably not going to cost you a lot. I want. To make the smart moves, I don't want the the flashy home run guys. Lindor, I think, is so important to get on this team, and I really, really hope we get both of them. And I think we can, and I'd be willing to give up a good amount for it because he's a guy that you you hopefully can control. You expect that you can sign him. I mean, you're the Yankees, so you know why wouldn't he stay? I don't know. I, I feel like we don't have that issue as as opposed to if we were like you know. The athletics he got traded to, like they're probably not going to retain him. Yeah. I, I'm not as worried about retaining him. I think that we would, and you know, 
since Jeter left, Didi filled the shoes pretty pretty nicely. But Lindor would be a great shortstop for a long time. Switch hitter. I mean, we Boone yeah. loves the lefty lefty righty switch situation, and he uses Aaron Hicks as the guy to break it up all the time. We're probably yeah. going to lose Gardner. That means we only have one switch hitter in the entire lineup that's going to be one, unless you talk about Ford, which I don't want to see him in the lineup on a regular basis. We got one guy who breaks up everything. I think you need this more than or Boone needs this more than anything because he need, he needs to break up the lefty righties. Yeah. I mean that's just his thing. So I think for a number of reasons, Lindor just I mean why I think, the fuck I not? think He's so good. The, I would, the, I'd give up so much for him. Yeah, I think the short answer is absolutely. If we can get him for the right price, great. The the issue that I the the issue that I'm seeing is again like we I I want to win in the next year or two I think it's we have to or else I think this team's a failure and you have to look at do we think some of these young pitching arms that will ha- I think if you're gonna trade for him one of these young pitchers has to go I'd rather be Schmidt. I know Schmidt has the like nasty stuff, but I think Devi is is going to be a better pitcher. Right. So I guess my qu- my question to you guys is then, if I think it's inevitable we give up a young pitcher, do we see Clark Schmidt on a World Series roster? And if the answer is no, then I think ever or next year, next two years. Do you think Clark Schmidt will be on a World Series roster? Maybe in two years. Yankees? Not. I don't know about next year. I think Devi is, and I would rather keep Devi. And I agree. I think it's gonna. They're gonna ask for one of them, and I'd be cool if if Schmidt was one of that person. So we need we need to be okay with saying, "All right, Schmidt, thank you, but goodbye," because we want to win next year, year after that. And unfortunately, you're on that. You're not on that team, but. Francisco Lindor is going to be on that team. And if we can get into that mindset, I'm cool with trading a good amount of people, but like the young guys, I'm saying like, I'm, I'm I mean, cool with doing that. It paid off for the Dodgers. It literally paid off for them. Exactly. Lindor is just as good of a player. He's not just as good. He's, he's up there to Mookie. Mookie's. But now the, the Dodgers, the, planet, the Dodgers have there. won. The Dodgers have won. Jeter Downs will probably, hopefully I'm a big Jeter Downs fan. Hopefully he becomes this amazing player. And listen, he'll probably have a great career. But the Dodgers won, and that's the ultimate goal. So if we can get behind that mindset and you know come to the, the the fact that maybe a Clark Schmidt, maybe a Michael King or whatever might not be on the World Series roster, trade him away, accept the fact, bring in some other heavy hitters, and let's fucking go win. The way I see us, I see us in a in a Cub situation, like when they won the World Series in 2016. They they were like desperate, so they got the the Chapman. They they. They lost the trade. They gave up a lot for it, but they got what they wanted. They won the World Series. I'm so tired of losing in the ALCS every year and ALDS this year. I'm so tired of it. I, w- I would risk the future to win for the next two years. Yeah. I would. I, would, I, would I, think- I don't care. I'd rather win the World Series or make the World Series and win one of two. And if we win the World Series... One of two, and we make it both years because we got a Lindor and we got a team that's going to play now, and we got rid of all of our prospects. And then the third year after that, and the fourth year, we rebuild. I'm so cool with that. I'm yeah. so cool with that. It's basically what the the Red Sox are doing right now. Like yeah. They won the World Series, and now they're rebuilding for a little bit. Yeah. Fine. I'm cool with that because it's been so long, and I think you got to just go for it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so tired of half being a prospect hugging team and half not. Like, pick a side. We can't either yeah, have I prospects think... or don't have prospects. Go for the go for the win, or just keep losing 
falling up, coming up short every year. There's yeah. no in between. And if there is in between, that's why we've been coming up short. That's how that's how it works. Yeah, and you're you're right about the fact that we we can't just keep saying, all right, run the shit back. Like we, if we go out there with the same exact team, we're not going to win because that team didn't win. And I don't think even if we made it further in the playoffs with our pitching and how we were playing, I don't think we would have won regardless. So shit needs to change. And you're right. We need to bring in some more heavy hitters to get us there. And yeah, I, I, I'm cool with sacrifice in the next couple of years. Like we're not, we're not the Orioles, right? We're not going to, no, re- we're, we're not, not going to be rebuilding for fucking 35 years. Like we can rebuild in a year or two just because we're a huge market team. And I'm, I hate that we're even talking about rebuilding, but it's the it's the fact. I don't know why we're even talking about rebuilding. To, to be honest with you, we have Judge in his prime, we have DJ in his prime, we have Glaber on the cusp of his prime. We have some really, really, really good players. Too good to even think about rebuilding. We've been in exactly uh, DSCS every year. Like, there's no reason to even be talking about. No, the word rebuild. The word rebuilding. We're, we're not. We're not saying to dump them. The word rebuilding. I'm saying is to regain our prospects. I'm willing to literally get rid of almost all yeah. except for the Martian. Literally everybody but the Martian. I'd get rid of to get a starting pitcher, possibly a trade for maybe a Josh Hader in a trade. Like literally, I'm saying dump the prospects that aren't named the Martian. All of them. If I were the GM, I am dumping every prospect, including Debbie, Debbie honestly. In, including Debbie. I'd be I'd be willing to do it if we get Josh Hader. If we just straight up make moves for Josh Hader, for Lindor, and a team that can be assembled of players that are all in their prime, and we can just fucking flat out win. We don't have guys, reinforcements coming up after that, but like if we get a team like that, let's say we do get a Josh Hader, let's say we do get uh, Lindor, and maybe sign... Maybe not, maybe not a Bauer, but if we do get a Bauer, well, that'd be wild. Like, get Bauer for a year or two. Like, that is a team. You're going all in. You're going all in, and that's what I'm talking about—the rebuild because you don't have the reinforcements, and then you can get them down the road. But that team right there is a, is a that window right there is a lock for the favorite in the World Series for the next three years. If you get that team, because they're all in their prime. You got Judge in their prime, like you said, Glaber and is coming into his prime. Hater, like- Chapman. All these players, like, I would give up so much and blow it well, up. Well, yeah, to win like, now. Well, what we're saying is that, like, if we don't make moves this year, we're going to be doing the same thing next year, which with a team that we know isn't going to be what we need it to be. And then we're going to do the same thing next year, the year after that. Like, we need to make moves now, is what we're trying to say. And we're willing to risk the prospects of the future to get there. My thing's just, what's the point? What's the point of holding all these prospects till they're 26 and they're never going to get a shot? I mean, outside of Debbie and Clark and, I mean, Jason Dominguez, who else is going to get a shot on this list? Oh, I mean, nobody we can. really get, get something. Get something before you just waste them hitting 280 in the minors. And they're exactly. Because the way I see it is the pros that we have on the team right now, the guys that are in their prime, they're going to make an impact this year. Those guys are going to come up short the way they are right now like they have. We, we need a little bit more to put us over the edge, to put us into the World Series for the first time in a decade plus. Like These guys we have right now, the starters, aren't going to do it. So we need more. And the like the young guys, the youth, they're not going to do it either. And they may be able to do it in five years, and maybe they get to the point that these current starters are at. But like I think you just take all of your assets and you just – 
Trade them away for something that can benefit you now. What can win now in the next three years? And it's not like you're getting a guy for a year. If you get these guys, like they're not out of their prime after this year. You have this team for the next couple of years. Like I think I'm just so, so done with the losing. Just go all out, and if you lose, at least you tried. You, 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 at least, you at least like we can't say that Cashman didn't try to go for it all. If he crashes and burns and makes a bad trade, like it looks bad in the end, but in the moment he went for it all. I'd be so happy with that rather than just sitting around and doing nothing. Yeah, at least I'd go rather, for it. I'd rather see a Hail Mary pass and a bunch yeah. of uh, a dump H- off HB for, dives yeah. <laughs> on third and third and twenty five. That's exactly what it is. We're gonna throw the ball deep in the end zone from seventy five yards out versus just dumping it off to Bilal Powell on the giant on the fucking Jets and just do nothing on a third and long. That's that's what we're doing. Go for it all. We've been rambling about that for a long time. Murphy, any closing comments? Do you do you still? How do you sit on the Lindor situation? Uh, I don't know. I think you had a lot of very wildly optimistic um, situations there, you know, with Hater and giving up, dumping the whole farm system for a bunch of people. I think that realistically for us to get Lindor, especially the way that trades work for the Yankees, they're going to ask for Debbie and Glaber, or they're going to ask for Glaber and Quinn, and people that I'm personally not going to be willing to give up. I'm going to be very surprised if there's going to be a trade that we're going to get Lindor from that I'm confident in. Hope there is, but I really think they're going to ask for too much, and I don't really see that happening, truthfully. I hope I'm wrong again. That'd be great. Um, I think that priority number one should be to get DJ back, and then I really do trust Cashman uh, in free agency otherwise, even if we can't go out and get somebody crazy. He found DJ for next to nothing. He was compared with Jed Lowry. They were the, in the same tier of second baseman in that class, and Jed Lowry didn't even play for the Mets, and DJ might win an MVP two years later. So... I got a little bit more faith in uh, putting the pieces together without dumping the entire farm system, but I'm not a GM. Yeah. But if we, regardless of we get Lador or not, I think that if, if we, here's the thing, if we resign DJ and we keep the infield ha- how it is, I'm I'm really am cool with that. But if we don't add any more bats, I need to have another heavy hitting pitcher in the either rotation or oh no i think they're gonna make moves yeah but i'm saying like i i just don't want to see them just I make want, like, one move and just be like all right yeah we good let's let's no, just try i, I want again. like three or four more bullpen arms especially we didn't even talk about this too with the canely situation canely is not a yankee apparently <laughs> he's going to free agency and how do we feel about that because i mean my thoughts on it i mean i honestly don't hate it as much as I love Kane Lee, he's not going to pitch in 2021 at all. So at that point, he's out. He hasn't pitched in two years to that point. And then you don't even know what you're getting out of Kane Lee. And then, like, are, are you really going to, yeah, coming off surgery, you know what you're getting? Hasn't pitched in two years. Do you really want to sign him this year? Like, it's like the Batances situation. They, they passed on Batances after he came off a pretty good year. It's, he's literally Batances reincarnated the same situation because. We know he's coming off an injury. We know what he pitched at, like what level he pitched at previously. He's going to rehab part of, if not the majority of the next year, which is what he did. And then he came back, potentially said a shit year. He came back off injury. And that's just what happens. Like arm injuries are tough, especially ones that keep you out for extended periods of time. Two years is a lot. I love Canely, but you know, 
if he comes back with less velocity, like you never know. Look at Paxton with his with his arm. He throws ninety one meatballs down the dick now. Like you just can't assume what they're they're gonna come back exactly the way they left off. So for that reason, I think I'm cool with Canely uh, walking, and I'm cool with them not resigning him. But with that being said, we have an enormous void to fill there. We have so many like our relievers, were, which were apparently our strong suit were our weakest aspect of the team. We had three relievers that I had trust in, and they're, they were all streaky, all of them. I mean, they never were always shut down. Chad Green was our most valuable reliever, and at times he looked like that Chad Green that we sent back down to the minors for a little bit. Like, there are so many... <laughs> yeah, and then he figured oh, it right. out. But then this year, he looked like that garbage Chad Green again. But I, I, there are so many voids to fill. I want literally, like three or four or five relievers. Darren O'Day being one of them. I've been a huge proponent of getting Darren O'Day. Stand for Darren O'Day straight up. What do you do? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, but I do want, I, I want Darren O'Day. I want Brad Hand. I want, if we can, I mean, I know that's wishful thinking to get Josh Hader, but I want arms and I want extra arms. If you think that three is enough, I want six. I want more, <laughs> more arms. The more arms, the better. I mean, look at the Rays. The Rays had a stable full of guys who throw 98. Like, Great. I want that, too. I want the guys who just give me guys who can fucking throw. I want a ton of people. I want extra. You're the Yankees. Keep spending money. Just do it. Just go for it all now. And don't, if you think, like I said, this goes with every single position, starters, bats, everything. If you think you have enough, you don't have enough. You just get more than you think you need because next year is a real 162, and we're going to need to retool and have, like, so much extra depth to win it all because we clearly get hurt unless we get rid I think of the hurt guys right in a lot of ways but i also think it seems like you're playing franchise mode with the salary cap off like and <laughs> auto trade force trades on like I, I don't think they're going to be able to pull off you know brad hand josh Hader, and darren o'day and whoever else you know it, especially if they're going to re-sign dj and get lindor i think it's going to be you know there's a lot of options to be a really interesting offseason and it's more about making the right decisions and trying to pull in an all-star super team. I, no, I don't, I don't think I don't think we're gonna get I all these people. I'm just putting names out away. there. We're maybe one bullpen arm. One just take some shots. Just take some shots. Just, that's all it is. That's just all take I want. Some shots. I don't think we're getting all those guys. I think that's unrealistic. And but try. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, you can try. Shoot your shot. Go for it. Right. Don't, and then I can't say Cashman didn't do anything. Like that. Like yeah, flip. I want to flip Luke Voigt for a bullpen arm, like a mid-tier guy. Just give me somebody that I can come. That's gonna come in, and then I can trust that's not gonna give up ten. Like, give me a guy that's decent to, like, fill the little gap, bridge the gap to Britton, Chapman. Now, are they the best? No, but they are pretty damn good. So, give me somebody to bridge the gap to Green, Britton, and Chapman. Flip Void that way. That way kind of clears room for Lindor. You can put him at short. You can put DJ at first. You can put Glaber at second. And then you can trade Clint to get Lindor. I mean, with other people, obviously. But then you have some – a void there that you can fill with Michael Brantley, which is going to be expensive. And I know that they're not going to want to you know, just pony up all the money in the world, but that's a realistic get. The guy's in his thirties. So, and that think, makes the team better in like four different aspects. Yeah. I think the moral of the story, we're, we're throwing a lot of like different scenarios out there. And obviously a lot of these aren't going to come true, but like, we're just saying the moral of the story is there are a lot of options out there, and I want to see a different team than we have this year. And I think 
it, I think one through nine, I want to see, or one through just 26 men, I want to see a, a very different team out there. And if it's pretty, like even remotely close, I'm going to be a little upset. I, I really want a very different team out there. I want a team that can hit the ball and not only hit the home run ball. Like we have a short porch and right. We don't necessarily need guys who are home run hitters. It doesn't matter if you hit the ball 314 to right field and it gets out as a wall scraper or gets out by 500 I mean, feet in the third deck. A home run's a home run. LeMayu's not a home run hitter, and he slaps it to right field and it gets over. That's all you need. A guy like Whit Merrifield, he's not a home run hitter, but he could, he could be. And then a guy like Brantley, he's a lefty bat. He could be. Like All these, like Lindor, he's, he can hit home runs, but especially being a switch hitter, going to have more home runs there. Like I don't think, as a Yankee fan... We don't need to go for those home run hitters because we're, we play in a hitter-friendly park. So with that being said, just put the ball in play, and it might just go out. And your home run numbers probably going to be higher on the higher end across the league just because of the ballpark situation. So I, I really want to see a different style of a team, and I, that's all. That's all I want. We'll see. Well, we see the uh, the qualifying offer it's on Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday. So we'll see some stuff happen. We'll talk about it next episode. Hopefully it's good news. Hopefully we're not, you know, throwing the papers in the fire and starting over. We'll we'll see. I want change. <laughs> I want change. I like, want like you said earlier, man. Throw a hail mary. Do something. Give me some kind of change. If you change it up and it crashes and burns, so be it. But you cannot you tried. continue to do the same shit year after year after year and expect a different result. I can't take it anymore. Let's do it. They're not even playing, and I'm distraught. Like I just got pissed off. Anyway, and the season isn't starting for a long time. Anywho, that is your good morning Tuesday. Have a great day. Uh, Manfred's also a dumbass. We didn't talk about that, but he wants to do the neutral site World Series, which I don't even need to bring that up because everybody's against it. It's everyone the dumbest in their, thing in the world. Everyone in the world hates that. Hates I mean, that. The commissioner of any other sport that hates their sport as much as Rob Manfred. He is a bitch. I don't know. Goodell's pretty. <laughs> Nobody likes Goodell. Nobody likes Goodell. Yeah, but at least Goodell can take the booze. Manfred almost cried. People almost dislike Goodell because they've always disliked Goodell. Manfred actually did. Did you see Manfred's little uh, MVP speech where he just like? Yeah, it was the worst thing in the world. Faced out there or what? I thought he was having a stroke. I felt felt really bad. I felt really bad. I thought he was having some kind of stroke, and I was like, me and Damon looked at each other. We're like, is he okay? Like, should somebody be like Corey Seager's right in front of him? Corey Seager should probably like. Wave over like the ambulance or something. Like I don't know. I, he just looked like he was not in the right state of mind at all. I think he was just like emotionally disturbed that he was being booed. He truly didn't think he was going to get booed, and he got booed heavily. And th- I think that's the difference between Goodell. Goodell knows he's going to get booed, so he's mentally prepared for he's it. He's used but, to it. Yeah, that was the first time that Manfred actually got booed. Yeah, ever because it's always been remote when he was making all these shit decisions. So yeah, man, like <laughs> he finally Goodell, got like Goodell, like. Every draft, he gets booed, and he's just like he's so automatic. He 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 knows what he's dealing with. Fun little Corey Seager story. If you guys just want to laugh at my misery on Tuesday morning, um, as you know, I'm sitting there the other weekend with a real choice in my uh, my gambling. Decided I was going to go. 
I, I was down between two decisions. I was either playing $100 on the Florida State to beat Louisville, which they got fucking blown out, or for Corey Seager at 12-1 to to win the World Series MVP. And uh, I, can, I can say with confidence I chose the wrong one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when we're out, when the Red Sox were in the World Series, our friend Dan, who doesn't bet at all, he's a Red Sox fan. He just randomly took one bet. He took one bet, and that was Steve Pierce, MVP yeah. of, the, of the 2018 World Series. Steve Pierce, mm-hmm. since he placed that bet, went on to hit like nine dingers. <laughs> he like probably stole a base. I mean, he's just like, I don't know. That was just the most wild bet. I think it was plus... Like six thousand, thirty three hundred. Yeah, he won like it was something. something. Yeah, I was his bookie at the time, and I gave him like he bet ten bucks to win like three hundred thirty bucks. It was crazy. He went out, he bought a Nintendo Switch, and he called it a day. All right, (laughs) see you guys later. All the guys at one hundred and sixty first Street. I just have two words for you. See ya. When I die, we'll throw a party down in hell. Yeah, I'm a Bayern Mason. I'm a fan, so meet me there. When I die, we'll throw a party down in hell. So I'm a grab a bottle, raise a glass up in the air.